Hello, this is Minister Gentra London. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show on this evening. On tonight, we are doing part five of a five-part series that we've been doing on letting go and moving on, overcoming a broken heart. And on tonight, we're going to be dealing with letting go with the Word of God. And we're also going to open up the um, the phone lines for your questions and answers uh, for a Q&A session and also for any comments that you may have about um, this series or what you're going to hear on tonight. We want to make sure that you receive uh, the help that you need it, um in order to let go and move on. And so tonight, again, we're going to do just a brief teaching, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. And for those that are in the chat room, uh, your phone line is going to be uh, you typing in the chat room, and I'll deal with it from there. Or if you choose to call in, if you're in the chat room, the number to call is area code 646-929-2431. Again, the number is 646 646- Area code 646-929-2431. So on tonight, we're talking about letting go with the Word of God. But as we've been doing through the whole series, we're going to open up with the main scripture for the series, which is Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And I'll read it to you uh, from the uh, New International Version and then from the Message Bible. The New International Version uh, says, forget the formal things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Am I making? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Now that's the NIV. The Message Bible says exactly the same thing, but it becomes just a little bit more clear for us. And in the Message Bible, it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road in the desert, rivers in the in the bad land. And I told you before, that's God speaking to you, saying, don't remember what has happened. In other words, don't recite it over and over again. Don't tell that same story over and over again. Don't let it become locked in your memory where the memory continues to play it over and over. All you ever think about or the majority of your thoughts are always um, about what happened to you. Maybe it was a bad relationship. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe um, there was an unexpected breakup or even maybe there was a breakup you did expect, but you actually thought it wouldn't happen. Maybe uh, you were in a friendship and your friend uh, betrayed you, was unfaithful or um, was disloyal to the friendship. Maybe it was a family situation where uh, a family member mistreated you or a family member uh, took you for granted or actually uh, took advantage of you or misused you. Or maybe it was something way from your childhood. That's a memory that is still haunting you today. And here you are, a full-grown adult, and you still have the haunting uh, memories of what happened or the memory tape is playing it over and over again. So God is saying don't continue to rehearse or recite what has happened. And don't keep going over old history. That says it very clearly. Because there's more to your life than old history. And I know for some people you have to work through old history in order to actually become present in the today, in today. And also to have the strength to move forward and have hope for a better future. So uh, as I told you on previous uh, 
teachings, get the help that you need. If you don't have the strength, the inner strength to stop the old tape, memory tape from playing or to not recite the um the same thing over and over again, then you're gonna need you need help. And so you need to be able to actually just Move beyond the fear barrier. Go get the help you need. Get to a professional. If you don't have a, str- a friend that's strong and matured in uh, in life, then go see a helping professional that can get you help you progress to the place that you need to be. And it goes on in verse 19, and it says, "Be alert." A lot of times when you go through a bad situation and or a bad relationship, and when I say relationship, I mean that across the board. So I won't have to keep. Defining what I'm talking about when I say relationships, there's all types of relationships. Um, uh, you put your head in the sand when uh, the relationship ends or when it's not going as smoothly as you want it to go, or maybe it ended and you desire for it to continue. You know, um, uh, you put your head in the sand, and so you're not alert. You don't know what's going on around you. You can only feel the pain of what happened to you. And the Word of God is asking you to, is telling you to become alert. Be present. Don't be stuck in the past. You have so much um, uh, value to your life that you can't afford to be stuck in the past. You must, you must be, be in the present. You must be in today so that you can even know or have any expectations about what could happen in for, uh, in tomorrow, in the tomorrow to come. But as long as you're not alert and your head is in the sand, you're not present in today. Okay? And then it's, God is talking, saying, I'm about to do something brand new. That's the main reason why you need to let the past go and become alert in, the, in your present day. is because God wants to do something new in your life. That old relationship, that old situation, that old childhood um incident or trauma or whatever it was that happened, it's just that it's old. And if you continue to let it lead you, it's only going to lead you um, it back into remembering the old. And God wants you to take a leap of faith, wants you to take a step of faith, wants you to launch out into the deep, into an area of life that you're not used to dealing with so that you can experience some newness. If you don't experience newness, you will be 60, 70 years old still dealing with the memory of what happened to you. And so God is saying, I want to do something brand new. And he's saying it's a, it's bursting out. There's something in you that's trying to come out. But because you have this shield up and you have this wall up, nothing gets out, nothing leaves out, nothing comes in. You're missing out on um, some valuable moments in your life. And those moments are the moments that actually propel you uh, into a, a better future, give you a greater hope, give you an expectation, give you um, a new perception on life, a new mindset. You know, that's what's trying to burst out of you. God wants to do something new. He wants to change all of the, 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 the residue, the things that's going on on the inside of you from the past. He wants that residue completely removed from your life. And he wants you to walk into a newness. And he's asking you, don't you see it? And a lot of times you do see it, but you don't want to take ownership of anything new. You don't want the responsibility of newness because you're so comfortable in the oldness. You're so comfortable in the baggage from um, the past that you don't actually want to take ownership of what it is that God is trying to do new in your life. And so... 
You don't see it coming. So he says, here it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Sometimes you feel like you're wandering um, in, in, a, in, in, in the valley somewhere and nobody's out there with you. You're all by yourself. It doesn't seem like anybody uh, uh, is going through what you're going through. There's no one. You feel like there's no one to help you make make it through what you're going through. And God is saying, I'm making a road through the desert. In other words, I'm making a pathway so that you can come out of the past so that you can leave it behind and begin to walk into the, the newness of your life. And then he says, I'm making rivers in the badlands. In other words, I'm making it possible for you to experience a refreshing time in your life. So rivers in the badlands, rivers of healing, uh, rivers of joy, rivers of excitement, you know, rivers of new relationship. You have to position yourself to to believe and expect. There's a freshness, a newness that can take place in your life so that you can go forward in what God has purposed in your life. And and the only way to do that is you have to leave the past and you have to walk out and and take a step and walk into um, the newness that God wants to bring into your life. And so we've been talking about God having plans for your life. We used um, Jeremiah 29, 11, and he says, I know what I'm doing. I have a, I have it all planned out. You know, sometimes we go through bad relationships, we go through um, a bad uh, situation in life, and we feel like we have to work it out, and we feel like we have to come up with this this plan to uh, to to either um, try to get back in the relationship, or we come up with this strategy or plan to hurry up and get a new relationship because we don't like that feeling of being alone. We don't. We certainly don't like the pain of rejection. And so we come up with our own plan, and God is saying, I have another plan. I have a better plan than the plan that you've been um, trying to follow. And that plan is to give you the hope in the future that you have been looking for. So on tonight, I want to share a little bit uh, with you um, from a study manual that I, that I have that I've written called Friends, Foes, and Fellow Christians. And it talks about how we make better how to make better choices in our relationships in our business relationships our personal relationships and in our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ how do we make better choices how do we avoid the wrong ties and so i'm going to deal a little bit a little bit from that manual and then i'm going to uh, teach you on how to become an overcomer how to move let the past go and move into uh the future that god has for you so that you won't miss the blessings that God has. Sometimes we're so stuck in the past and God just constantly keeps bringing blessings in front of us. And we reject God's blessings because we want to hold on to the past, whether it is because we feel like somebody owes us something, we feel like uh, we've been wronged and we're looking for that person to come make it right. You know, we're looking um, to uh, spend a period of time where we're just um, grieving about it and we're just dragging on about that particular thing, but God is saying, I got, I have something else for you. But sometimes we don't let that go so that we can experience the newness. And so I want to talk about on tonight about um, what it, you know, are being dropped. And, you know, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions that I want you to see if you can find yourself in, in, in either one of these questions or all of these questions because most of us who have lived any length of time and if we have – uh, experience relationships of any uh, kind of re- different kinds of relationships, we can all say at some point that we got dropped. 
you know, whether it was unexpected, whether it was expected, whether it was at the moment we thought it was going to happen, you know, or whether it caught us by surprise, we can all say that at some place in our lives we got dropped, whether it was from a friendship, somebody just stopped calling all of a sudden, didn't want to be bothered with you anymore, made new friends, went on, whether it was in a personal romantic relationship, you thought everything was going great. And all of a sudden, the person is breaking up with you. You could be in a marriage or could have been in a marriage where somebody just cold turkey walked out on you because they decided, I don't want to be married anymore. Or maybe they decided, you know, we've, we've outgrown each. We're not we're not growing in the same direction. You know, um, we're going we're going separate. You know, maybe there was some frivolous uh, reason they gave you that they wanted to leave the marriage and actually left the marriage. And so you actually experienced being dropped. And so... Some of the questions are, have you ever been dropped in a relationship? And and we can say yes. Have you ever been dropped by family members or friends? You know, have you ever had a family member to just tell you, like, I don't feel like being bothered with you or I'm through with you, man, or I'm through with you. I'm through with you. I know we blood and everything, but I'm through. You know, have you ever been dropped by a coworker? You know, you thought everything was great. You thought you had a good relationship with that coworker, and then all of a sudden they didn't want to be bothered with you anymore. All right, do you find bits and pieces of yourself all over the place? And the only way that you can find yourself or come to yourself, God has to reconstruct you. Do you ever feel like bits and pieces of you are just scattered everywhere? You know, a piece over here, Johnny got a piece, or Mary got a piece of my life, Sue got a piece of my life, you know, uh, Joe has a piece of my life, John has a piece of my life, you know, different friends have a piece of my life because I invested so so much of myself in each one of these relationships that when they didn't work or they didn't last, now I feel like I'm missing parts of my being. And in some cases you are because you allowed uh, the relationship to not only just end and be broken or in, uh, to end, but you allowed the relationship to take a part of you with it. Which that's what I was telling you about baggage. You got to go back and reclaim yourself out of the debris and the rubbish from the relationship. You have to only go get those things that personally belong to you. Your self-esteem. Go get your self-worth back. Get your mind back. Get your the, the right perception about life back. Don't be don't allow your perception to become tainted because a uh, a relationship ended for you. You know, or you have a broken heart. You know, get your uh, conversation back. Don't allow that the past to taint your your conversation. Don't always be speaking negative and and now you're bitter, you're sarcastic, and it's showing up on your tongue. Go get those personal qualities back from the past. Let the past go, but don't let the past take a part of you with it. Go get your personal belongings so that you can reclaim what is rightfully yours. Okay. So if you have ever experienced at a time in your if, if have you ever experienced a time, excuse me, in your life where everything went wrong at the same time. You know, not only did your relationship end, some trouble was on the job, uh there was some family crisis or a situation that that occurred, you know, your best friend turned on you. It looks like all of this has happened started happening right around the same time and so it it became overwhelming or it appeared to be overwhelming for you because it was all going on at the same time. But when the dust settled, because sometimes when we go through things, we don't have the proper tools to go through. We don't have the, the coping mechanisms and skills that we need. That when the dust settles, 
Now we realize that we have a lot of baggage. We have a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, some uh, unresolved issues. We have um, uh, anger there because we're mad about what happened to us. When the dust settles, we realize that, you know, this thing impacted me, you know, and now I'm, I'm really angry about this. And, and we don't really do take the necessary healing steps that we need to get beyond it. What we do is we find people who will listen to our stories over and over, our story over and over again. Okay, and so to be dropped means to fall from a higher to a lower place or position. So when you talk about relationships, you're talking about at one time I'm actually in a relationship with you. Uh, you know, you 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 have a high regard for me. You you highly esteem me. You're looking at me, you're telling everybody about me. You you're telling your friends about my good qualities, and you're bragging on me, maybe you know, or you're talking about you know what a good person I am and how nice she is or how nice he is or he's such a gentleman, you know. And then all of a sudden. The way that you highly esteem me went out the window, and you forgot that you were speaking highly of me. Your conversation has changed because the place, the high place that you had me, and I'm not talking about an exaggerated high place. I'm talking about in a relationship with someone who really had a high regard for you, or it appeared maybe that they had a high regard for you or esteemed you highly. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they forgot that they once cared about you, and now they just want to drop you for whatever reason. All right, to to be dropped means to fall or sink into a state of exhaustion. In other words. The relationship has worn you out completely. You know, you don't know what else to do. You just simply, you you know, you just you're exhausted from it. You you know, your resources have been completely used up in the relationship. That person, you know, drained you emotionally. He drained you physically. He drained you intimately. She drained you emotionally. She drained you financially. You know, you actually went through uh, an exhausting period of time staying in that relationship, but. Interestingly, you don't want to let the past go. The relationship wore you out, but you don't want to let the past go. You want to keep remembering the relationship or keep talking about it. So it, it obviously wasn't draining enough, you know, because, you know, there um, some of the older people say when, you, when you've had enough, you'll stop. You know, sometimes we, we, we hold on to that memory. Even though the relationship was draining, it was emotionally uh, taxing on us, we still hold on to it. And we put ourselves through more exhaustion. To fall means to uh, to let to be dropped means to let fall by release by releasing a hold. You know, at one time the person actually was connected to you. The person actually had your best interest at heart, and all of a sudden they just released that hold. They released the connection. They didn't want to be bothered anymore. They you know they weren't watching out for you anymore. They stopped calling. You know, they didn't come over anymore. You know, they made excuses about, you know, or reasons why they can't come over. You know, reasons why they didn't call you back. They don't answer the phone. You know, they just released the the, the connection that they had with you. They just automatically released it from you. And so that's what it means to be dropped. One of the re, uh, definitions also to be dropped means to terminate an association or relationship. You know, we all feel dropped when somebody decides at, at the, in, in the spur of the moment that they don't want to be in a relationship where I'm just calling because I don't think it's working out, and I think we just need to go our separate ways. You thought he was calling for her to tell you let's go out to dinner, or you thought she was calling because she wanted to go to the to the park or something, and she was really calling or he was calling to actually end the, terminate the relationship. 
cold turkey terminated. And so you're caught by surprise that you've been dropped by the person that you actually thought that you had a good relationship with. Okay, it also means to leave unfinished. That means that that person dropped you, but they didn't just drop you. They dropped you and left you crippled in your emotion. There's some unfinished business in uh, the breaking up of that relationship or the dis- uh uh, the uh, dissolving of that relationship. There's some unfinished business. There's some you've been crippled as a result of it, and so that's what it means. Some of the reasons that it means to be dropped. There's a story um, in in the Bible in the book of Second Samuel chapter four, and it talks about Mephibosheth. And you may have heard the story. And in the story, it says Mephibosheth was a young boy, and um, that was something that occurred, and the nurse began to run with him. And she ran with him, and she fell, and she dropped him. And when she dropped him, he became crippled from the dropping up. When she dropped him, he became crippled. And that's what happens when you allow the past or someone to, or someone to um, be in control of your life to the point they're running with you. What happens is when they drop you, when they no longer want to be bothered with you, when you give them that much control over your life, when they drop you, you become crippled. And you become crippled in your emotions, you know, and um, uh, you, you you feel like you're broken. And, and in most cases, you are broken. It's, you know, symbolically, you are broken. You're crushed uh, in that in that. And the word of God says that, Um, she ran with him and then what she did was she dropped him. And so what happens is when you're you're dropped and when you're crippled, you become stripped of the confidence that you once had because now you're trying to figure out what went wrong here. You know, what happened here? How in the world did I let somebody run with my life to the point that I had no control over uh, my own being in the relationship? I didn't even have any control over them dropping me. You know, they were running so hard and so fast with me that when they got tired of me, they actually released that hold they had on me. And they didn't even care that when I hit the bottom of the relationship, when they dropped me, that I was crippled from it. They didn't call back to see how I was doing. They didn't call back to see whether or not they hurt my feelings. They didn't call back to see whether or not I was, you know, uh, uh, have you picked yourself up? I know it was unexpected. It was sudden. No, they weren't even concerned that I was crippled, that I was stripped of some confidence. You know, they weren't concerned that um, I was disappointed. You know, the only thing on the inside of me now, because my confidence has been stripped, is not there, or I think it's not there, is now I start questioning myself. And so now I'm saying, why didn't why didn't he want me? Why why didn't she want me? Why did my re- it must have been something I did that caused the relationship not to work. You know, uh, you start feeling ashamed, you start feeling guilty, you start re- feeling regretful about what others are going to think about you when they find out that you're no longer in that relationship that you were once bragging about, that once that you were um, that you were talking about, that you were saying, "Wow, he," you know, "I've never dated anybody like him before. He's such a gentleman," you know, or "Man, that's, she's a good woman, man." Now you got to go back and tell everybody. Not as good as I thought. You know, she, you know, she wasn't, she was okay in the beginning, but when her true self showed up, you know, it was a control freak that I was connected to. It was so controlling, man, that I just got dropped and I'm not feeling real good about that. You know, so you, 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 you have to now, but realize that, you know, when that person was running with my life, I didn't have control. And, and sometimes, you know, the running is not initial. Sometimes it's a situation where the relationship starts off really good. It's a good relationship. It's healthy. And then somebody loses sight 
of what is what what should be going on, or they um become disinterested or they don't put the same value on the relationship anymore for whatever reason. And so when that happens, then you start seeing another side of that person. Well, when that other side shows up, that's the clue that you need to start gaining control of yourself and start pulling all your stuff in and, and gaining control, Get you know, start paying attention to what's going on. He's not just having a bad day. He's cutting up for a reason. You know, she's not just, you know, avoiding your calls. She's avoiding them for a reason. So, you know, we no longer can justify why people are misbehaving in our lives because when we justify it, we miss the the signs that are there that will keep us from being dropped or dropped as hard as we get dropped. Sometimes we get dropped hard because we're not paying attention to what's going on in that person's life. You know, um and so what happens is uh you you focus now you're focused now on the 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 uh fragmented self. You know, and so in those uh, nooks and crannies, you're trying to find out what was it about me, not realize it may not have been anything about you, or it could have been all the other person. You just didn't pay attention. Remember, I told you, don't only own what personally belongs to you. So if you found out that you hooked up with a liar, well, the lie doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the one that was telling the lies. So you have to give the lies back. To the liar, don't take the lies and then try to internalize them and try to find yourself in the lies that he told you or trying to find yourself in the lies that she told you. If somebody tricked you, then give the trick back to the trickster. You know, don't try to take the trick and figure out, you know, if it was something you did that he, that you didn't. Well, maybe, maybe he misunderstood something I did. No, maybe he tricked you. Okay, if somebody was deceptive, using deception toward, uh, in with you, don't claim the deception. Give it back to the deceiver because that's not a part of who you are. It was something that was done to you, but it's not you. So give it back to the person that owns it and reclaim your true self so that you will not have to walk around for a long period of time with the residue of what that person has done to you or what that relationship caused to uh, happen in your life. All right. Um, the Bible continues in that story. It talks about um, when she when she ran with him, she dropped him, and she became crippled, and it means that uh, the person now is paralyzed. It, uh, it, he became paralyzed, Mephibosheth. And so, what happens when you go when you don't let the past go? It begins to paralyze you. And when you have past memories, not only you're paralyzed with fear, and you can't move forward. Like you really want to move because when when the fear grips you, it it keep, it makes you immobile. You can't move until you move against fear. Until you get delivered from fear, you will not re, you will not function properly in relationships. If you have a relationship anytime soon, um, you will not be able to love the way you should love. You will not be able to receive love because you know you will start thinking, "I'm only going to let him get so close. I'm only going to let her get so close because if they get too close, the same thing might happen to me again." So fear will paralyze you um, to the point of only a little bit will come in, but not enough where you can be the true you. Okay, and so it causes you to become paralyzed with fear. I'll say you become agitated about your life because you feel powerless when somebody's dropped you. 
you know, when you if you become fragged, uh, fragmented by the drop, in other words, if you become broken by the, when your heart is broken from being dropped, then what happens is you become agitated sometimes. When you don't deal with the pain immediately or within a, a decent amount of time, period, when, it's, when it lingers for too long, you're going to become agitated about your life. You become nervous, you become troubled, you become uptight, you become restless, you get stressed out, you become confused naturally and spiritually. You know, And when that happens, when you become stressed out, your body doesn't function properly, you may find yourself um, uh, uh, resorting to having to take um medication like antidepressants or some other type of medication to help your emotional state, you know. And then you start questioning yourself, will I ever be happy, you know, uh, will I ever um, uh, love again, will I ever feel loved again, you know. And so you allow yourself, you know, to be- become crippled in that area, in your spirit, in your mind, in your body, in your conversation. When you're crippled in your spirit from a broken relationship, from a broken heart, what happens is you can't pray. You can't. You say you pray, but you really don't pray. Because if it was, if if you if you were really praying, you would be praying for deliverance. You'd be praying for God heal my broken heart. Whenever you become, you know, weakened in your spirit, man, you may have a desire to pray, but that weak spirit um, will not allow you to pray. You won't study the Word of God, and then you'll call on the name of God. Um, you won't study the Word of God or call on the name of, of the Lord the way a believer should. You may go to church, but it really won't you won't it won't be in spirit and in truth because that's how bad that pain is, you know, for some people. They show up for church, they come to church, they leave church, they come to Bible study, they leave Bible study, but that pain is so bad that they really don't get the true healing that they that uh, God desires for them to get. When you're crippled in your mind, you have a one-track mind, always thinking about what happened to you. You think about uh being dropped all the time. You know, that's a, you you have you engage in the same conversation over and over and over again. When you become crippled in your body, you start to do self-destructive things like you overeat, you become addicted, you become sexually promiscuous, you isolate yourself from others who can help you or or um, family members. You know, you go into this this cave again. You know, but you start doing self-destructive things because you 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 are. Um, Broken in your spirit, in 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 uh, in your body, when you're crippled in that. Also, when you're crippled in your emotions, your feelings of hurt and your feelings get hurt easily. Pain is constantly there, probing at you. You can't move on in your life without thinking about what the person did to you. You know, your emotions are messed up when they're crippled. And in your conversation, again, you spend a lot of time talking about what happened to you, a lot of time. And, you know, almost to the point where, you know, the people who need to help you don't want to hear from you, and and the ones that can't help you want to hear everything you have to say. You know, the people who can't do a thing for you will sit there and let you recite that situation over and over again. Oh, girl, I feel you. I feel you. I've been there. I know how you feel, girl. My boyfriend walked out on me. Well, oh, man, I got you, man. I know what you're saying, man, because everyone looks like every woman I meet. She, you know, she ain't true. She start off true, but she don't end true. Oh, girl, you can't trust women. You can't have no girl, women friends because they always will betray you. They be trying to get next to your man. They be jealous of you. I mean, crazy stuff. But the people who really can help you usually don't want to hear you recite that story too many times. You know, because sometimes when you recite it too many times, you really are just wanting to hear yourself talk about it. You're not at a place where you want to be talked to about the situation. So, 
it's hard for people to help you when you're not willing to be talked to and just want to do the talking. Okay, so in the when it goes on in the story, um, it says that um, he became crippled, and I just explained that to you. And then uh, he he was in, in a place called Lo, uh, Lodabar, and that's a place that is it's a barrenness. It's a low place. It symbolizes the lowest place you can get to. It's when you feel like nothing is left. I, you know, there is no hope. You know, when you feel like, oh, wow, you know, I'll never love again, you know, or, or I'll never experience uh true love again or I don't know what's going to go on with my life. I'm dry. I'm barren. When you get to that place, that's when you really need to cry out for God and you really need to cry for reach out for some for someone to help you because you cannot come out of Lodabar by yourself. You will need some help coming out of that. So whenever you've been into a place or a relationship where you've been dropped and you have a broken heart, know that there is a way out. God wants us to manage our emotions, and that's how you uh, get over your uh, broken heart. You have to start managing your emotions and getting to a place where you are in control uh, of your emotions. And emotion, your emotions are a state of feeling. You know how you feel, how do you feel about uh, what happened to you? How do you feel right now about that broken heart? You know, that's your emotional state. And so if you're angry, then you have to say, I'm angry right now. If I, if you're hurt, I'm hurt right now. If you're bitter, I'm bitter right now. But we don't want you to stay in those unhealthy uh, states of uh, emotional states. But it is good for you to acknowledge the truth about where you are emotionally at this point. Because the state that you are in emotionally is determined by what you allow to influence your thinking. So if you're angry and bitter and if you're uh, mad and if you're um, still pain, in pain, it's because the past is still controlling what you're thinking. And so that is why it's important that you have to let it go because it is still controlling your your life. It's still controlling your life. So if you make decisions based on your emotions and your emotions are unstable, then all of your decisions will be unstable. That's why you have to get your mind right. You know, you have to allow God to heal you in the area of your emotions. And so a lot of times what happens in the area of our emotions People want to avoid them. You know, you you don't want to tell people you're hurting. You don't want to tell people you're angry and bitter. After a while, you won't have to tell them. It's going to show up on your in your on your tongue. And so you you, you suppress your emotions or you deny them. You know, or you wallow in them. You know, and so none of that is good. And so you have to believe that God has given you the power of choice. You have the ability to choose um, the right. The, make the right choice, and you have the, the ability to make, or the power, I should say. That's the way I want to say it. You have the power of choice. You have the power on the inside of you to make the right choice. You know, sometimes when, you, when you're you're feeling um, the pains of a broken heart, you feel powerless. But even in that powerless feeling, state of feeling, you have the power, God's power, deep down on the inside of you to make good choices. And if the only choice that you can make right now is I choose to let go of the past, that by itself is a powerful choice to make. Because if your past has been controlling you for a number of years and you've been living your life in the past, then um Using your power to choose to let the past go is a major step that you've just made in your life. Okay, so the power of choice is the ability for you 
the ability to select one thing rather than another. So your power right now of choice is you have the ability to to make a decision or to select the present and the future over selecting remaining in the past. You have the power to actually make that choice. So um, the word of God says, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Am I going to serve and I'm going to, I'm talking symbolically. Am I going to serve the past or am going to am I going to serve my present moment right now? You know, if I choose to serve God, that means I have to serve serve God in the present. I can't linger in the past. You know, because he's a he's a every, he's he's everyday God. He's a right now God and his mercies are new every day. So, uh you have the freedom to choose. So the power of choice for the for the power of choice to be effective in your life, you must be free to choose. And the only way that you can be free to choose is you have to be uh, you have to have a willing mind. To in other words, you have to have a mind that is willing to let go of the past and willing to worship God with your mind. First, second. Corinthians uh, chapter 317 says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is free uh, freedom. You have to be free in your mind in order to make good choices in relationships. And so you have to, when you say, I choose to let the past go, then you, now you are free to say, I now am choosing to have my mind renewed so that I can make good choices and good decisions in relationships. I want to be free. I want to be released. I want to be untied. I want to be unshackled. I want to be liberated from my past, and I want to be free to move in my present and in my future. Um, I don't want to be shackled. I don't want to be locked into a position where I can't move. I want to be where I can move and where I can function in life. So when I in, in deciding to choose uh to make to make the right choices, you have to trust God. That's the bottom line. When you release the past, you have to release it by faith. You have to step out by faith and you have to trust God that He knows the direction that He has for your life. He knows where the direction that He wants you to go and you have to believe that wherever God leads you, that is the direction for you. Uh, leads you to go in, that is the direction that you are to go in, and that's it. You have to feel safe in God. You have to feel confident in God, and you have to confide in God. you got to talk to God about what's going on with you at that moment and while you're walking, while you're releasing the past and walking into newness, and then you have to rely on God. You have to believe God is there. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. God, I trust in you. I, I depend upon you. I, I know that if I lean and trust on you, that you will direct my path. I'm going to acknowledge you from now on in every step that I take, every decision I make, every relationship I get connected to, God. I'm going to come back, trust and acknowledge you, and I'm going to allow you to let to teach me how to discern if this is someone or something that I should be connected to. And so when you do that, you open yourself up for for the new thing that God has. But you have the power of choice right on the inside of you. God desires for you to be an overcomer. And you can be you can be an overcomer by making right cho- making the right choice. And that choice tonight is for you to choose to let your past go. So I'm give you a few points about uh, being an overcomer that I want you to remember. Number one, the Holy Spirit is very uh is very uh reward conscious. In other words, he rewards you when he sees that you have a desire to obey God. Amen. So he knows that God has that God allows you to experience um uh, his grace, his mercy 
you know, his loving kindness towards you. You know, uh, he wants to reward your obedience. So he said, you know, God tells us he didn't have an ear to hear what I am saying to the church. Let him hear. In other words, God is speaking to you. Don't harden your heart when I want to talk to you about your life, when I want to give you direction about your life, when I want to tell you what it is that I want you to do with your life. Don't harden your heart. What I want you to do is I want you to hear me. And when you hear God and obey him, he rewards your obedience. The Holy Spirit is always, number two, always rewards your obedience. So when God says trust him, you have to obey that and trust God and he's going to reward you. And he was going to reward you with a brand new thing that he's going to do in your life so that you won't have to linger in the past. All right. And then number three, the Holy Spirit wants you to become an overcomer. All right. We know that he wants us to become an overcomer. The scriptures tell us we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. The great, uh, great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We know that God wants us to be overcomers. And so uh, before we go to the uh, question and answers and comment sections, I want to uh, give you some just a little information on godly relationships. If that is where you are in that place and you're struggling with uh, godly relationships or making good choices, in godly relationships, uh, I'm going to tell you, this is how I define godly relationships. A godly relationship is a relationship where you as a Christian can be free to be yourself, free to walk in righteousness, and free to exemplify the the God kind of life without being pressured to compromise your righteous stand or godly principles. Okay, be mindful of this, that the company that you keep that, that you keep will affect your relationship with God. And so every uh, person or believer should give thought and consideration to every relationship um, that you are going to be involved in, and you got to you must guard yourself from anything that 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 may occur in that relationship that will hinder you from uh, being the person that God desires uh, for you to be. And so three kinds of relationships that you want to uh that you want to be aware of. And you need to make sure that um you pick the right kind. There's a common kind of relationship and that's the, the where you have a common goal or a purpose. And that could be something as simple as um a basic friendship can be uh, a common uh relationship type of relationship for for you. Then there's the cunning relationship. And these are born out of hidden agendas. These are the ones that you want to stay away from. These are the people that try to creep into your life and rip you off, so to speak, or try to get something. They have selfish gains and hidden agendas and motives. You know, they're, they're not pure. They're, it's only about them. And if they, and if you are an easy target to them and if they feel like they can get what they want from you, then guess what? They'll use you to get it. All right, and then there's the committed relationship, and this relationship has more depth and weight. It can be a romantic re- committed relationship, it could be a family uh, committed relationship, it can be a friendship that is committed, a, a committed friendship. Whenever there's commitment in the relationship, usually you have a pretty strong relationship if it's a godly commitment. And I know things can happen unexpectedly, and you know uh, anything can happen that could change the situation. But when it, it when it is honestly a committed relationship, those are the relationships that are more beneficial uh, for your life than um, any other type of relationship. And here are three questions that you can ask yourself to determine whether or not you're in a good relationship or in a healthy relationship for your life. Number one, has my love for God changed? Has this relationship caused me to do 
things uh, that will um, diminish my love for God or decrease my love for God or put me in a place where I'm doing ungodly things. Number two, do I still obey the voice of God while I'm in this relationship? Or do I do it every once in a while? Do I go to church every once in a while? Do I go to Bible study every once in a while? No, if I won't go to Bible study, I'm going to go to the movies with him. Oh, no, I won't go to Bible study. I'm going to take her out to dinner. Okay. Um, And number three, is my commitment to God and the things of God increasing or decreasing? And that's similar to what I just said. You know, what's happening with your relationship with God when you're in a particular relationship. Take an evaluation of that. That helps you to determine if red flags are coming up in the situation. And so I want to encourage you to uh, let go of the past and uh, get focused on the future, on your present and the future. Remember I told you, you have to acknowledge whatever you need to acknowledge. If you messed messed up, if you had a, a part in it, God forgive me. I take ownership of it. I know through your forgiveness uh, and through my repentance and your forgiveness, I'm covered in the blood and that you have tossed it into the sea of forgiveness, forgetfulness, never to bring it up again. And so now I'm free from any uh, guilt and shame and, and uh, 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 unhealthiness that resulted from my part in that or what was done to me. And so in this freedom, God, I choose to move into today, stay in today and move into my future. And I expect you to do great things with my life and for my life because I'm releasing the past and I'm walking into the future. And so right now I'm going to um, open the phone lines for the question and answer section, uh, segment and also for any comments that you may have. And um, if you're in the chat room and you want me to want to make a comment, type it in and I'll read the comments and while you guys decide, again, if you're on the phone line, all you have to do is press the number one at any time, and I'll know when you're ready. Um, in the chat room, um, we have someone that said, scars remind us where we've, where we've been. They don't dictate where we're going. And that's absolutely true. They remind you where you've been. And when you uh, really trust God, he can even remove the scars from your life. He said, listen, I know what you've been through. I know uh, what has happened to you. But come, let's reason together because you know what? I can fix it where you won't even have scars. I can make you whiter than snow. I can make it where you can be totally healed. That's the spirit of God talking to you. I can make, God can make it where you can be totally healed from every piece of residue from a situation that harmed you or did you wrong. Okay, um, uh, and another comment um is from the the chat room is the mind does it the mind does its building solely by the power of thought absolutely that's a powerful statement solely by the power of thought that's how powerful your mind is all right and it goes on and said thus do not overthink or dwell about you about your past relationship in this final stage when the temptation comes to do so Hold it captive and reject the thought in Jesus' name before it go, uh, goes into the uh, into the into the danger zone. You know, absolutely, and that's what we've been talking about all week. If you let the past linger, if you let the thoughts that you had linger, if you let those uh, memories continue to play and recycle themselves, what's going to happen is a temptation is going to come, and that temptation is going to change. Um, your perception about life and you're going to become different, a different person. And you're going to become angry. You're going to become bitter. You know, 
uh, people will not recognize the true you. They will only see the, the wounded you, the, the pain, the you that's in pain and the bitter you and all that stuff. And so thank you for that comment in the chat room. Remember, your mind is powerful. It's too powerful for you, for you, too powerful for you to have it turn on you. You do not want to lose control of your mind. So if you're at that place where that thing keeps playing, you have to say, God, empower me to gain control. And God gives us that power because it says, casting down every vain imagination and thought that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. You have the ability to control your mind and to control the thoughts that go through your mind. So the Q&A session is now in we're now in that segment, so if you have a comment or a question and you're on the phone line, please press the number one, and I'll bring you on and you can make your comment or question. All right, I'm going to go, if you have similar, um, if they're the same area codes, which we have a lot of the same area codes, I'm just going to call out the last four digits of your number so you'll know that I'm talking to you. And so the first caller is, um, the last four digits are 156. Six. Hello. Hello. He- Hello, I'm here. Okay. Excellent program. Thank you. Lots of good insight. And one of the things that you alluded to, and I think someone in the chat room alluded to, is that using your mind to control where you're going and what you're going to do is very important. But even before you start using your mind, you have to choose to want to be healed, to want to get rid of the baggage. Sometimes we say, and you made reference to this before, sometimes you you may say the words with your lips, but do you really mean it with your heart and with your mind? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I... Um, I agree with that, and I, you know sometimes we 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 do say things with our lips, and you know we say you know well, you know, and, and a good example is that is when um, somebody asks you, you know, how you doing? You say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored, and there's nothing is wrong with that. But if you are in pain, and if they know you're in pain, and sometimes they ask you, you know, well, how's it going? How's that situation worked out? Oh, well, God got it, you know, you know, or something like that, or. We do the flip side of that, and we actually um, continue to speak negatively. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, a lot of times when someone asks you how you're feeling, they really don't mean it. It's a form of good salutation, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. In this day and age, you know, it's just like saying hello or how you doing and whatever you give back. Sometimes, again, they don't even pay attention. They just keep moving right on. So you have to be sure that the person who's asking you how you, you know, how mm-hmm. you feel what you're doing really want to know. Okay. Everybody doesn't need to know what's going on in your life. Because right. Because as you said, when, you, when uh, you mentioned the three types of uh, friends, you have to choose who you can who you can talk to and who you can share information with. Right. Because and everybody, everyone who says hi or everyone who says uh, I'm your friend, they're not really, and they don't want. They may want to be a friend without the responsibility of uh, taking on your troubles. Absolutely, 
Absolutely, absolutely. And it's sometimes when you're when a person is hurting uh, from from a broken heart, it's even they don't even have the skills, I would say, uh, to make good choices in choosing friends. You know, it, they they might be there, but the pain is it has overtaken that that ability at that for the moment. You know, until they until they are healed, they'll make those choices from the pain, and then the cycle repeats itself. You know, over and and over again. All so, right, thank you. Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, which again goes back to the part that says you have to use your mind and be discerning as to who you talk to and who you share with. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, that is so true. And so for those of you who have been with us for the majority of the week, please adhere to those things. That is so true. You know, it's real um, important that we dialogue with each other and give insight because it may be something that you didn't really think about or you just did, didn't know how to word it, you know. So uh, that's why I'm having the Q&A session because sometimes you need answers. Not sometimes, but you do. You need answers. And, and um or you have comments or you need help and, you you know, you need people to actually help you walk through and think and process, you know, uh, different things, you know, that while you're going through what you're what you're going through. So thank you for that comment, Carla. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I uh, really appreciate your, uh, these, these, these four days, five days. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call your name. Okay, but um, all right. Hold on. Hold on. So if you if you have if you're in the um uh in the chat room and we do have uh someone talking in the chat room to us, but if you're by phone again, just press the number one, and um I'll bring you on for your comment or your question. You know, and someone in the chat room is saying that, and we we talked about this on last night is um don't try to find out how that that person is doing with relatives, friends, uh Facebook, you know, by use you know, like that. Let them go. Let them move on. Let this situation be and let it die. I agree a hundred percent. Because when you try to find out how the person is doing, how to, you're looking on Facebook to see what's going on, what happens is you're putting yourself back in the cycle and you're draining yourself again. You're becoming you're doing things that are causing you to become exhausted. Um it goes on to say what you don't feed eventually dies. Wonderful. If you don't feed the past it it will eventually die. You that part of your past that you actually need to let go and forget. Um, move forward beyond your present move forward beyond your present leftover pain. Absolutely. Take the leftover. If you've had it any length of time, it's not any good anymore, it's sore, it's take it, let it go, throw it out. Like we said, you know, send it away. You know, only the part that you need to keep from it is what personally belongs to you. Self esteem, self worth, confidence, all of those types of things, that's what you keep. The rest of it you got to let it go. Okay, um, we're going to go to another caller with the area code 305. Hello, you're on. How are you, sister? I'm good. How are you? All right. This is uh, Eddie Alonzo, the pastor from last night. Okay, yes. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. I'm the one that's also writing those uh, comments in the chat room. Is that you? That's me. Okay. 
Okay, okay. Well, because uh, part of that, I was I actually wrote it for me because I was going through this, like the story I mentioned to you yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was going through this, and, and uh, these were things that I had to remind myself. I'm at the tail end of my healing, uh, I would okay. say the last, the last 10%. Unfortunately, the, the the last 10% is usually the toughest, and uh, that's what they say, that the, the last 10% really, uh, that, that tail end healing is the most difficult to leave behind because it's just like, you know, uh, people remind you sometimes, hey, you know, how is she doing? And, and they don't really they want to try to help you. Um, one thing that I have struggled and that um, maybe you can uh, increase my belief and my faith, which we all at times uh, doubt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I have at times, you know, uh, I, I've dated a, a few other girls after her um, in a non-intimate relationship just in uh regular relationship. Uh, I read a book that uh, after two or three dates, you pretty much know if you, if you can gel with that person or not. And uh, so when I go out, I have the tendency that I compare uh, mm-hmm. to what I had, I had before, and uh, they just don't measure up. And so I keep going, trying to find that uh, missing feeling that it doesn't grow overnight, but uh, because I'm not 100% healed yet, I, I, I guess the best thing to do is just not date at all, even though sometimes people say by dating you might find somebody that will cause you to totally forget the other person. Now, okay. uh, mm-hmm. what's your take on because I we I have faith in God that God right. shall not be outdone, that his stuff will be the best. But, um, you know, when you're going on two years and it's not happening, how do you, how do you because you obviously have a, uh, the wisdom of the of the Lord when it comes to this, something that you know happened in your past that actually the, has allowed you to be, to be a testimony for all of us. How do you uh, move forward with that hope that you will find something like that or something even better that will be incomparable? Well, I would say this to you. Before we go back to some of the things that you said, um, one of the last things is that somebody said, um, if you date somebody, you know, maybe you'll find somebody who will help you get over it. Right. With that, okay, let's start right there. Would that be fair to the person that you meet? No. Absolutely not. That's right. It's not fair. It's not their responsibility to help you get over a previous, okay, relationship. So when we got that settled, so we can X that one out. No, that's not going to work, right? Gotcha. Okay, so gotcha. All right, so we're going back a little bit further. Okay, so you say you dated a couple of people, you find yourself comparing. Well, the comparing might be the result of what I told you last night, that the soul tie is not completely broken. And, and right. that may happen, you know, so now we, now you know where that's coming from. So, okay, now. But how, pause there for a second, how, you know, the, the soul tie, mm-hmm. uh, eventually I, I had uh, somebody pray for me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they prayed and they broke it, you know, like the, this. Remember, this happened two years ago. Right. They, mm-hmm. uh, they had a, a private uh, a ceremony at my right. house. That they they prayed for me. Three elders came and they prayed for me, mm-hmm. and it was gone. But now, what happened was uh, last year uh, after that, and I haven't. You know, I've been you know uh, celibate mm-hmm. since then. But after that, um, she called me one day. She shows up at my house, and mm-hmm. one to another, and we we started kissing. It didn't go any further, but uh, we entertained, uh, you know, uh, our lips. Yeah. 
So now, you know, does that mean the soul tie comes back because of that, or how does absolutely, that yeah, absolutely. It was intimate, I, wasn't it? I, I thought it was only when you were intimate, <laughs> like you know, uh, a kiss is intimate. Well, okay. Yeah, it is because you have you have feelings for her. It was intimate kiss. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, it was. You know, it was. Yeah, a, absolutely. It was a passionate kiss, but I, I, I feel I just, that I, 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 not just passionate. It was intimate. Intimate. You had feelings in that kiss. Yes. Right? Absolutely. All right. It was intimate. I, I, I loved her, you know, so of course. Right. That's right. It wasn't just a passionate kiss. You could passionately kiss somebody you went out on a first date with. Okay, duh. But yours probably was intimate because of the feelings that you said that you had for her. So it was intimate. So right there, the the tie was the the, the tie was, was reconnected. I thought it only happens when you're when you have sex. It happens when you are intimately involved. And see, sex is not just intercourse; it's not just penetration. There's other things that lead to that, right? That's involved in the sex act. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I've never had a, I've never had a soul tie from kissing anybody. Well, you probably never was in caught up like that. That's true. Good point. Okay. <laughs> I'll shut up and let you talk. Go ahead. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, what happened is when, that's why I tell you, was, was trying to um, tell you last night, now you're challenged. Now you have to really, and I'm going to say it like this because you are a man of God, you are going to have to step up to the platform of a man of God, and you're going to have to have some boldness, and you're going to have to set the boundaries according to the word, you cannot take phone calls from her. You cannot contact her through email, through any other social media of any kind. No letters, no cards, no nothing. Text messages, nothing. But nothing. You, I, I don't do that now, no. Right. But um, in order for you to get the, the, the total healing and deliverance that you're seeking, um, in the in the spirit realm and in the natural, you're going to have to take full, full control. That means that... At some point, if she does call you, you have to stop that conversation after, hello, how you doing? And you have to take over. It doesn't even matter why she's calling. And you have to step up and say, I can no longer have any connection to you. And it's going to be hard, but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know if you heard the night that we were talking about re- uh, relationship fast. Did you hear that? Yes. Okay. Then you may want to consider that because the word says that some of these things go out through prayer and fasting. And so you may have to go literally on a relationship fast. And when I say for that for you, it's not just yours is more than just not dating. You literally going to have to do incorporated in that a spiritual fast where you uh, fast from, um, uh, what is it, um, Food or what you know something like that where you, right, right. there's a time of prayer, a time of in the word, you know uh those types of things, so you have to include in your um relationship fast a regular the regular fast as well, okay, okay. and so that's how you're going to uh really get beyond this and so the people that come to you and they say things like, um, well, no, you gotta get out there a day to get over her that's kind of like natural uh concept of overcoming. That's not the spiritual principle of overcoming. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So and sometimes they, people say that they mean well because that's basically all of the the uh, knowledge or uh, coping skills that they have, you know. Uh, right. But uh, you have to say, well, that might be okay for someone, but that's not okay for me. You know, you have to now put yourself back in a place where they see you spiritually now and not naturally. Gotcha. Because you are a man of God. And so you, in order to do that, you have to put yourself back in that place. And that you can do through a lot of prayer, fasting, and get into the Word. Get into the Word. Get into the Word. Get into the Word. And if nothing else, get into the Word and once again begin to rem, um, allow the Scriptures to remind you of what you are called to do and what your assignment is. Not so much relationships, but go back to your first love and get and realign yourself to where you're excited once again about being pastor, about being in ministry, about doing the things that God well, I'm has excited called. about that. I'm excited about that. I, I'm, I'm in the Word every day, sister. Well, what I mean by that is go the extra mile. What I'm saying is, is when you do that fasting, you have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Okay. Go the extra mile and rekindle. Not that it's not, you know, I'm not saying that you um, are lacking in that or anything. Uh, We'll say it like this. David had to encourage himself. I guess. So find, um, even in you in the word now, find a way to encourage yourself and re- Shine the light again, I want to say like this. So I want to say refresh because I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Shine the light again on what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Okay. You know, right. uh, yeah. And then that, that'll make it probably a little easier for you emotionally. Now, the, they, only, uh, the only thing I don't understand is what you said. Um, you said, uh, now, she hasn't called me in a while mm-hmm. except my birthday. My birthday was in March. She called me on that. And same birthday as yours, as a matter of fact. And uh-huh. so, uh, you got my note, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I put it on your Facebook. Anyway, and um, the thing about it is, um, I when I, I I'm ner- I'm nervous because if she calls me, I don't know what happens. I just like I melt, and so I I listen, and mm-hmm. it's not a long conversation. She's not enticing me. She's not seducing me. Nothing like that. It's just you know like uh, we just had this bond. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do, but now you're saying to. Uh, I no longer can entertain this and whatnot. Absolutely. You're saying it for the purpose. Now, I know if I just tell her, listen, don't call me anymore, she won't. If I'm like, okay. kind of like, uh, almost like rude like that. But what's your what's your purpose behind those words of uh, her not calling you, me so, you, so, so you, that she can move on to? Is that is that why? Well, she's not on this call, so... The, the 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 struggle you have is moving on. You don't even know that she's struggling moving on. You know what she tells you, but you really don't know if she's struggling. But you do know you're struggling because you have no you you have no way of knowing really what's going on the inside of her. Well, so, but you, well, I mean, you know, people can, as the first caller said, people can say a lot of things. That's true. Hey, you know, so uh, the only person that you need to be concerned about with so far as going on in this situation right now is you because every time you take that call, I'm telling you. It's one foot. It's one step back. It's two or three steps back. Every time you entertain a phone call with her, because what you just said was we have a bond. What you have is a tie. Okay, so and it's unhealthy. So that's right. not good. So right. if you continue to entertain that, entertain her conversations, then um, 
you're going to uh, continue to find yourself in the same place, struggling with trying to get past the memory, struggling with trying to get past the whole incident ordeal and the, the emotions that were tied up in it, you know, and all those kinds of things, you know. So you have to, you know, you 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 release her, you pray for God's best, you pray for God to work her stuff out, not so she can be with you, but just whatever, just release it. However, you, again, have to... Uh, put in the forefront what your uh, what the the assignment is on your life as a pastor. You have to put that back in the forefront, okay? So that when she calls, um, it is you 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 really before you even find out what she wants, you got to stop it. You can't even entertain it. Gotcha. Because all it would take is for her to break down and cry and start sobbing, talking about everything every is so time. difficult and it's so hard and I don't know what I'm going to do. I come, guys, I come guys are such wusses when it comes to that. <laughs> I you know, don't know. You're but, right. But you're right. You're right. You're right. But and that's that, where, that yeah, and the only way you're going to do that is you're really going to have to focus on your on uh, my calling. That's right. You're going to have to focus on that because God is going to supernaturally empower you and you're going to start walking in the role again in this situation, not overall, but in this situation, you're going to walk again in the role of the pastor. And so just like you tell um I'm really the other, not a pastor, but anyway, go ahead. Okay, well, whatever the call is, what I'm saying is you're going to be walking in the office of whatever God has called you to. So you have to see that thing differently. You know, it's different. You know, so um, you you can't entertain that. You know, and, and and after you've done it once or twice, one or two things are going to happen. She's either going to respect it because of the call of God in your life, or she's going to get mad and she's going to stop calling you. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be the the second one, but or both. She actually right now doesn't call me because of that. She says, "I know you're a man of God, and I know you, and I don't want to interfere with your calling." And all this and all that, and I told her thank you, and she doesn't. Then she calls me for my birthday, which, you know, it's kind of like so does a hundred people, but you, you kind of like forgive her for that, or you allow that. But you know, she might call me for Father's Day, but that's about it. You know, but she won't call me like you know on a regular basis or anything like that. Okay. And so let me point something. Yeah, I'll hear you. And let me point something out to you in the phone calls that she that she is making. You said she called me on my birthday, and possibly she'll call me on Father's Day. Well, what she's doing is she's calling you on important days of your life. Right. If I call you on your birthday, I'm a I'm a I'm a touch an emotion. If I call you on Father's Day, I'm a touch an emotion in your life because those are important days. All fathers want to hear Happy Father's Day. Everybody who has a birthday wants to hear Happy Birthday. And especially if you hear from somebody that you actually, you know, had a relationship with or you've been intimate with or you have a close friendship with, you know, because that means that you are acknowledging something important to me. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch that. You know, I don't call you in between that or she doesn't call you in between that. She calls you on important days. Prayerfully, she's not trying to find some little link to hold on to with you. You know, uh, even though she is saying, you know, I respect that you're a man of God. If that is truly the kind of respect that that, that should be happening, I guarantee you it will stop. Okay. It will stop when you put your foot down on it. It will stop. I will. I will. I will get that. I will do it as you said. And so, so hold on a second. Hold on. All right. Um, 
We're going to go to an area code 225, and the last four digits of your number is 7992. And just one moment. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I've been listening to your show, and uh, I'm going to tell you it's been uh, quite well. But I've been listening to uh, the man of God that's been on the phone, and uh, I just want to encourage him to just let him know that he can't get past it, but he has to just daily start focusing on what's his daily assignment that God has for his life. And when he goes through his daily assignments, he will get so far beyond even being concerned whether or not that person calling or if they do call, that it's not going to emotionally affect him. He just has to know sometimes people just want to validate that they still have a open pathway to you, but he just has to know that his calling, his assignment to other people is more important to whether or not her emotions or how he feels. He cannot miss his assignment. How would he feel to know that there's somebody that needs his undivided attention to move forward in the things of God, and he's sitting there wondering whether or not he's actually past his emotional ties with this person? It doesn't happen overnight because the feelings don't go that deep overnight. But to be a man of God or to even realize that when he accepted his calling, it was a lot of other things he had to leave behind. He had to leave behind another certain type of lifestyle because we all have had a certain, you know, past before we accept our calling. So if he could take and put God first for that and keep God first and not keep going back to his old life before he accepted his calling, then he can get past this one individual. I mean, even though that was some intimacy and that was some, as he says, soul ties, the ties to God is way more important to just one individual. And he just has to get past that. I mean, I say I've been there, did that, but he just has to realize what's more important, his assignment to other people or his emotional, his own emotional baggage to that one person. It's not fair to the people that God has placed in his life in order to get to their next level. So that's my comment on that. Amen. Amen. Well, let me let me let me bring him back on and see if he receives that. Let's check that out. Hello, Pastor. Are you there? I'm here. I received you, it. You received it. I think that's great. She she she. she uh, I I just um, I just replied uh, a little comment on the on the chat, thanking her okay. for those words. She was uh, on the money there, and it's true. You know, whenever I I, I concentrate or I focus on the assignment, the calling that I was chosen for God to be an inspirational speaker, to be an author, I'm an author of a book and whatnot, all of a sudden I'm like, what am I doing? You know, it's still mm -hmm. uh, like uh, thinking about this woman two years later, you know. Um, the thing like I was telling you last night, you know, when you're walking in purity and celibacy like I am at the moment, and, you know, I, I know that people talk about, you know, well, you know, women do it too, but it's not the same. But at the same token, it's a little more challenging because you don't have anything to you, – your mind just goes back to that last encounter. And supposedly, according to a lot of books that I've read, uh, men think about sex more than women. And, <laughs> and women women talk a lot more than men. And it is what it is. And so uh, when you have no choice, but at times when you're thinking about that, you go back to that moment. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I I I'm I am going to move forward, and I, because I already made the decision. It's just like that. I'm like I mentioned, I'm at the tail end of it, mm -hmm. and 
now I feel like it's just that last ten percent that I'm trying to figure out. Okay, how do I do that? And I yes. think uh, uh, Ginger answered it well, and you and you also by simply, if she does call me on these emotional days and whatnot, just tie uh, or break the tie right then and there. You know, the, don't allow it to fester anymore. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, I, I have new strength since the last two days that well, I think God. is going to help me uh, get over that last 10%. Praise God. Praise God. Thank both of these callers. And, again, if you're in the um, – on the phone line, rather, I'm sorry – Please, if you want to, if you have a comment, or if you, uh, or if you just want to make a comment about the show, if you've been listening all week, please press the number one, and uh, we'll bring you on so that you can make your comment. Um, or if you have a question, please uh, press the number one. You know, the last comment from the sister that was on there, that could go for everybody. You know, when you are at a place where you are struggling in your emotions, and you're having the memory of um, a one particular person. Uh, in your life that maybe broke up with you or it didn't work or whatever, and there you are trying to wait on that one person or you're letting that one person try to get their, you know, they're dangling a little bait here and there. The calling or your life in God is more important than your connection. To, your connection to God is more important than you trying to stay connected to that one person that, you, that you're no longer in a relationship with. If we put the same effort into connecting to God the way we try to connect with people. You know, we might be spiritually more matured and further than where we are. And as she said, if you can let your past go, like, for and I'm sure she meant, like, if you used to be an alcoholic and you can let that go and serve God, if you could, if you used to be a liar, you can let that go and serve God. If you could, whatever past life you had to let go before you became born again, if you could do that, you know that you can let just this one person go. Or you can let a series of bad relationships go, or the cycle of bad relationships. You can actually let that go. You can let it go. So, okay. So, um, any other comments or questions from anyone that's on the phone call tonight? We have a good number of people on the call um, on uh, tonight. So, I, I really do value you guys uh, listening to the show this week, and I know your time is valuable. And I really, really, I'm humbled by it, and I really do appreciate it. Um, okay, I'm going to go to um, the last four digits are 1550 in the phone number. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great, and I just wanted to say this has been such a blessing, and this message was wonderful. Thank you. And I'm glad to see that it has reached people and that it is helping people and I am excited and I cannot wait until your next um series of uh of topics. Wow, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. All right, hold on. Okay, thank you for that. That is just that's a blessing to hear. And if there's anybody on the line that's in ministry, you know what I'm talking about when people say that. All right, area code um four one zero. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm normally four four three. Okay. Oh, yeah, but I'm on um a different phone tonight. Okay. And um, I just want to say again, you have really Bless me. You hit the mark on every area, everything that you've been talking about all week. And the relationship, that was me. 
that I was in, and um, it has just really helped me. I've I've grown more. Um, I had started growing even after the relationship was over. It was hard, and it still is mm-hmm. hard, you know. But like I said, I haven't seen him since we broke up, and it's been like two two months now, maybe two and a half months, and everything. And you've just given me the strength um, to just to be determined, just to go ahead on and apply myself more to the Word of God and just, Amen. Just, to get it, just to get it right, you know, because I'm only only hindering myself because the more and more I look at, you know, I mean, the memories are still there, and they're, they're going to be there for a while, you know, but, I mean, as long as I put, make up in my mind that I'm just going to press forward and I've, I've got to let it go because apparently and obviously he doesn't want me anymore. So, I mean, and I deserve better than that. I'm worth more than that. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Every, you know, everything that you said, and especially tonight, last night and tonight, really touched everything. And I'm like, all this, all um, the, the answers and, this, and all the comments and everything, the information that you gave us, and I was just like, this is me. You know, and I'm like, I got to get out of this, you know, because he's not thinking about me. You know, he's living his life or doing his thing, whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to do me. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in relationships before. And I've gotten over them. I mean, I'm 49 years old. I just turned 49, you know. But the only thing that made this one so much rougher than the last is that I went with him like 20-some years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then we broke up. You know, I was like 17. He was 22. And I think we went together for like maybe five years or so. And, of course, we broke up and went our separate ways. He got married and he had a devastating divorce and all of that stuff. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And we got back together and... He was a changed man. He got saved and all of that. And it's like I think why it was so hard for me to pretty much kind of get over him is that the way he came back into my life, when he came back, he was more, you know, he was a man of God. He used to be, like, abused drugs and alcohol. He had given mm-hmm. all of that stuff up, you know. So it was like when he came back, I saw a new side of him. And I think he was focusing more on trying to make me see the change in him and all of that when I really wasn't where he was at, you know, the point he was at spiritually, and I just couldn't accept it. I mean, not that I couldn't accept it, but I had problems dealing with it because I still still saw a lot of worldly stuff in him as well. So it made me feel like, well, you know, you're, you're like lukewarm. You can't serve the devil and God too or whatever, you know, and it just took me a while to get used to it. No, but anyway, you know, it's, it's just time to let go. And gradually... Each day if I apply myself to everything that you said and yes. start applying myself, because I do go to church, and actually my pastor, I want to tell him about it, but it's like because he he had a chance to meet this guy because mm-hmm. he had started going to my church and everything, and they could see the anointing in him and all of that, you know. And so he thought that it was me, and he was like, well, you know, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. you got a good man and all that, you know. Which I knew that was true, but it was just other other areas that just was not right. And okay, wait, like hold, stop right there. Your pastor told you don't mess this up. Yeah, yeah. And so why yeah. would he say that to you? He told me that because I don't know. He, I think he sees me as like a, I don't know, like a independent woman to where, I don't know. He he tells me he thinks that I intimidate men or whatever. You know, and I'm like, why do you say that? You know, because I'm, okay, I'm a business owner or whatever, and I pretty much do my own thing and stuff like that. You know, he doesn't really know me that well because he's only been my pastor like two years now and all of that. I mean, 
I just can't. I don't. I can't talk to him about it. I I want to talk to um some clergy or someone like that, but I just can't get into it with my pastor. Not right now. Right, and I would I just think, you know I don't I don't really know your pastor, <laughs> but you know. If a person doesn't know you that well and they say, all right, don't mess this up, there's something else in there. That's not about you being a business owner. That's not about you being a strong black, uh, a strong woman or, so you know, see, a that's strong. That's what he said. That's what the pastor said. He said that because um, you, you're strong and you're independent and that scares men and all that, but that doesn't have, um, I mean, a lot to do with it. It may have a little bit to do with it, but it doesn't. But what I'm saying to, to the, what I had told the pastor, you only see one side of him. You know, you just really met him like maybe mm-hmm. a year and a half ago when he started coming to my church. You saw the anointing, anointed side of him and the, the God that's in him. That's what you saw. You didn't see the other side. And the other side, it, it wasn't an abusive relationship or anything like that. Right. He's a pure gentleman. You know, it's just that I struggled with him being still having some worldly stuff with him and then trying to, I don't know whether I could say teach me or just trying to, you know, talk the word of God to me, but at the same time I'm seeing where you're still materialistic, you know, and it's a shame because that was the biggest problem in the relationship. It wasn't a thing where, you know, he was cheating on me because we spent all our time together. We did everything. So it wasn't a thing of abusive physically or cheating on me. It was just a thing of I felt like because of his walk with God that he – I just felt like he he may have thought he was better than me because he was so much he he knew more about the word of God than I did. Well, okay. And I hear you and I, I know you said that before. So what exactly no wait, hold up, let me rephrase it. Why exactly did he end the relationship? Well, we had that evening we had had an argument, well, kinda of like a disagreement. That earlier that day we were eating breakfast and every now and then he would just break out, you know, talking about the word of God and you mm-hmm. can't do this, going you can't get to heaven doing this, you can't get to heaven doing that. And at that particular time, I did not feel like hearing that. And it wasn't anything against God or anything like that. But, you know, often he had he would get into these modes where he felt like he needed to preach to me. And I didn't want to hear it. You know, but like that prior to that, that was like on President's Day this year. Like that Friday before we had like a disagreement and all of that. And I, I still think a lot of it is, I don't think he's over his ex-wife, even though she, she had left him for another man and left kids on him and all that. And I don't think he's over her. And um, I don't know, it's just too long of a story for me to even get into. Right. So you don't, you know? so, but yeah, but I, yeah, but you could tell me without telling me the long story, mm-hmm. what it, what was his reason for ending the relationship? Okay, so that, that, that morning, you know, we... No, just tell me, there. just tell me what he said to you. Like he didn't even say, but what I what I'm thinking is is that this was like the third breakup that we had had, um, and um, when he had earlier that day when we had a disagreement, and I and I he started preaching to me again, and I told him I said I don't want to hear the S H I T, and he was like, well, you can't use that word, use God's name, and use that word, you know, and I said, well, I wasn't saying it in the sense of calling God's word that. S-H-I-T. I didn't want to hear from him because, I mean, he just kept on and on. It was like he was badgering me with it. So he got upset and, you know, he went because he was at my house and he went in another room and all of that. And then later on that evening, about two or three hours later, he got ready to leave. He That's the thing. Every time we would have a disagreement, he would pretty much walk away 
as opposed to sitting down trying to talk about it. And then as he left that night, like I was telling you, you know, he leaves. And so I said, well, is it over? Because I asked him right then and there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have time to play games. If it's over, let me know. And that's when he said, I don't know. I'll call you, you know, which I kind of felt right then and there. This was like the third time we had a disagreement. You know, we had one in like September of last year. You walked away from it, and we were apart for like two months, and then we got back together. And then before that, the first one we had had was like in May of last year, and we were only apart for like a month or so. And we talked through that, and we got pretty much got it straight. But I guess he felt like he was going through something. I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't know what he felt. I'm just I'm, I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if he felt like, well, I'm tired of dealing with this. He just never said it. He just said, okay, you know, okay, I'll call okay. you, and he left. Right, right. Well, yeah. So I just, yeah, just from what you're telling me, yeah. It's a good thing that that relationship is over. It's not like a roller coaster ride, but more importantly, there was there was um, you guys were in, in you guys were not on the same page. He has some issues that are other than the ex wife issues, and I, I know I could just tell you that he got some other issues, you know. And so it's best right now that you do exactly what you plan to do. Don't lose focus. Stay on target and and do exactly what you say you're going to do. So hold on for me one second. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Um, seven nine nine two. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Yes, you you pressed the okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, to my sister, first and foremost. Uh, never let another person tell you or lead you to believe that because you are independently handling your own personal business and that you have been able to take care of yourself, that that's going to intimidate a man. A real man and a real man of God is not intimidated by a female or a woman of God's strength, regardless of your level of what you know in the Bible. If you don't know but five strong scriptures and you focus on those and you're uh, studying the Word of God to learn more. You don't allow a person to say that you're going to intimidate them because of your success. The thing is, a real man will want a woman that, that has balance, that has actually taken her her life and advanced it to a level to where she knows what her vision is. Most men of God with a real vision wants a, a, a woman of God that has a vision as well. He's looking for someone that's going to spiritually connect to him. He doesn't have to preach you down. He's going to always share the word with you to help you grow. If he wasn't sharing the word to help you grow but just allow you to just know that he knows the word, that's not going to, especially if it's to his advantage when he doesn't want to step up to the plate to hear your your views on something or he needs to continue to validate the fact that, okay, now God is now, you know, using me to be able to do this or to say that, then you don't you don't need it. I, I went through that stage where I met people who didn't know the word of God and you feel well if I can just encourage them, they'll know it. That is just not your place. Your place is to believe God for the the mate that you desire, but you don't have to focus on that every day. You know, somebody from the past can happen to be the person that you might meet. Don't take and get to the point where you might figure, well, maybe somebody else that I grew up with may come along and it's going to be the same thing. Let every man stand in accountability for himself. But as of today, move forward and ask for the man of God telling you not to mess something up. 
you know what, block that out of your mind because the devil doesn't care who he can use when he wants to because nobody is acting so above that Satan can't come in and make them make a statement to make you start judging yourself or actually trying to um, check who you are or make you feel like, well, you know, I really don't know a whole lot of the Word of God. That A lot of people are now using that as power struggles and you don't need it. Whatever the reason is, allow it to know that the God in you is so much greater that God said that you were not, it was not even worth you going through all that emotional baggage with someone who is double-minded. Because any time, one minute, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I need to talk to you about this, I need to talk to you about that, and then try to take and just push the word down in you to try to make you the person that, he needed to validate him. That's not what you need. Like um, Minister Ginger said earlier, you need to be in a relationship where you can flow, where even though there's the word of God being exchanged, that there is laughter that goes on with it, that it's not always these conversations where we, we need to sit down and talk. That we got to discuss that um, we shouldn't have went left three times and we should have went right. Some things are just petty. There should be maturity with everything. And now, sister, you are there. Go forward. Don't concern yourself with the phone calls. If you get the mothers, they call. I don't know if you have uh, any children. But if you get the mothers, they call. You know what? It is not. You do not have to test whether or not you passed it by answering the call. Move on because I'm. I'm more than sure. Before he came back, you got mothers' day calls every year. So don't let that entertain you. Continue to move forward. If you need to speak to someone that's, you know, that you feel like is a man or woman of God, ask God to direct you to someone. I mean, if you don't want to talk to your pastor for whatever reason, fine. But that's not the only man or woman of God that's in the area in which you live. Get somewhere where there's some more teaching, continue to go to your Bible study, and not to learn the word so that the next man that comes along, you'll be able to challenge him back and forth. Learn the word of God to make you complete and to make you whole. Sister, you can do it. I know that you can. I hear it in your voice. We all go through hurt, but guess what? Not having that relationship with God is what should only disturb you the most. So, my sister, be encouraged, be blessed, be glad that the baggage is gone. Keep going. Somebody say what happened. Say, you know what? God knows what's best for me, and just keep it moving. You don't have to take and justify that relationship with anyone else. And really, you don't even have to worry about talking about it anymore. Just move forward. Well, what happened to such and such? God knows what's best. All right, have a good day. If they want to keep asking, say, you know what? This is not for me. I'm going forward. And just cut them off. Sometimes it's time to cut some people off that can allow you to keep going back into that emotional spin behind that person. So my sister, be blessed. Minister Ginger, thank you so much for allowing me to have my little say in this. You are welcome. You are welcome. I told you, you're not walking in your calling yet. I don't know why, but oh, you just got walking in. Go ahead. Just go back to my sister and just let her know to be encouraged that this too shall pass. And when she leaves, expect it. When it's God's timing, the person will come in and it will go so smooth, she'll just be at odds like, wow, I didn't even know what had happened. Just keep moving forward. So my sister, keep moving forward. Hey, thank you. Hold on a second. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And uh, we want to continue to um, uh, uh, 
uh, encourage you. There's a comment for you um, in the chat room. I'll read it to you. It says, a comment for the listener. Don't beat yourself up. You'll be totally healed by uh, by the day, not in a day. Be patient in your journey to recovery. To recovery, your yesterdays are not your standard, and remember, God is with you, with Him by your side. You have nothing to fear. That's for you, sister. I'm telling you, God got prayer warriors for all of you who've been listening this week, and those who who actually phoned in and and and, and um, opened yourselves up, became transparent through this uh, week's journey. God has prayer warriors that are out there that's going to cover your lives because they're hearing you, and they're going to cover you in prayer, and they're going to make sure that um, you are that 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 the enemy's um, attacks are hindered that have been designed to come to your life. And so we stand in agreement with you that you, you know, I hear it in your voice too from the first time you made it, that you actually made a comment on the air. I could hear it in your voice that there, even in the last few days, that you've made some decisions and there's been a change. And, and so that is just wonderful to hear, you know, to hear that in your voice. And if it's somebody else who've heard you on the line throughout this week, to actually be able to recognize that in your voice. So we have just a few more minutes. Again, if you're on the phone line and you would like to make a comment, please press the number one and um, I'll bring you on and you can make your comment or if you have a question, you can ask your question. Um, and so it is a it is an, uh, a blessing for me to hear the comments from you that this week's teachings have really blessed your lives and helped you in understanding and uh, in everything. And so I'm really, I really am humbled uh, by it. And so if you have um a question or if you have a comment at any moment, you can press the number one and I'll bring you on. And so as the people are thinking about if they want to make a comment, uh, I want to remind you that um, your emotions are one of the, the most um how do I want to put this? Let me see. Your your emotions are very very valuable to your being because it's the it's it's your heart. It's the seed of where everything is. Your ability to reason, your your ability to feel and release other types of emotions like love, you know, um, joy, peace, you know. And whenever they're tainted, the the emotions that God desires for you to um, to be reflected from your life, where people can enjoy your life, are always hindered. Because um, there is, you know, they've been tainted. And so I want you to, to, to remember what the scripture says. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life. And so I want you to make sure that the issues that are springing from your life are good issues and healthy issues and issues that can help someone else, not issues that are tainted by bad experiences, tainted by, you know, being uh, from broken relationships or tainted by um, some bitterness uh, and all of all of those types of things. I'm going to go to, it looks like, uh, 1550. looks like they came back on. Hello. Hello? You have a, hey, you have another comment? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I wanted to just share some information with the people on the call that mm-hmm. there are six human needs that everyone, everyone must meet. Everyone. So, and when people can't meet these certain needs, they feel like they are lacking in something, and they usually feel vulnerable, weak, and unresourceful. These six human needs. One of them is the certainty which we all need the ability to feel safe and to feel comfortable. The other one is variety, 
We all need the ability to have varying experiences, you know, changing our bodies, our thoughts, our emotions. The other one is significance, the need to feel important, special, or worthy of attention. Another one is love and connection, a need that we need to feel belonged, we need to feel loved. And another one is growth, which we all need to grow and step beyond our boundaries. And the other one is contribution. We all need to give back. So when somebody is suffering and they're going through all these hurts, they need to look at which human need is not being met. Because I have been where the, the, the previous lady has been, and when you're not certain about how your relationships with, with anybody is going to go, when you lose that significance that you had in that person's life, and when you lose that love and connection, that equals pain. And I understand that. But you have to find a better way to replace these needs and refocus your thoughts on something that brings those things to you and not the things that took it away from you. I just want Amen. to say that. Yeah, say that part. I like that line. The last <laughs> statement. You remember what you just said? You need to focus on the things that bring those needs to you and not the bring and not the thing that took those needs away from you. Right. Absolutely. I think that is just a fantastic statement. You know, you you have to do that because that's why I said it's it's so important that you get yourself back, that you get your personal belongings back. Your mm-hmm. personal belongings are those you know, those six needs are included in your personal belongings. It's important that you get that back because that's who you are. And when any time you lose that, you've lost a big area of your life. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I want to thank you for sharing those six needs with us. And uh, I, I agree with that. It, you know, it's just so important. I think during one of the uh, teachings I said you have to uh, um, uh, actually know what your needs are. I think I said know your needs. Know mm-hmm. what it is that you need. And so um, those are the six things you might want to consider because uh, what you don't need is you don't need unhealthy attention. Given towards no. you don't need you don't, no. you don't need if you, that. If you want to feel if you want to feel loved, go get a dog. Dogs will love you unconditionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, or trust God. Okay, you know, because guess what? Even you know, here's the thing: most people that want to be loved want to be loved by another human being. Period. You can get all the pets in the world. You can get them. I mean, you can have pets all over the house. It's still not going to take the place of that human connection. Period. So, if you want to be loved, um, uh, it's important that you become a strong and healthy person. And it's also important that you learn about relating to other people. And it's important that you learn about how to engage in healthy relationships and how to recognize when relationships are healthy and how to recognize when relationships turn sour or what are, what are the signs or when they're, when they're going south, you know, or when they're bad or how to recognize uh, characteristics in a person that are not becoming, that should not, you know, you should not even, let's not even get into the second conversation with you because I could tell from the first one, I'm not going to be happy with you. You know, there are things mm-hmm. that people do that when you learn a little bit about human behavior and about how to relate to people, you'll be able, as I think the the man of God said, he read somewhere that after the, uh, just a few days, not a whole lot, but just after a few encounters, if you have a spirit of discernment, you will know from that whether or not you should continue in any type of relationship with that person because the word says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak they can only camouflage themselves for a season 
And God is never going to leave you in a place where you're in the dark in the relationship or you're going to be in a place where you're going to be made ashamed. He always is going to bring something to your attention or to the forefront to let you know this is not it. Or this is not good for you. You must leave this area. Okay? So there are certain things that go on in our lives where, there, you know, there are warning signs. But the only way you can recognize that is that you have to learn how to have good relationships. And you don't know that just by talking, you know, to anybody. You know, it's going to take some acquired knowledge. you got to read some, some books or articles or whatever you need to do. Talk to somebody to learn how to do that, to learn how to have good, healthy relationships. Thank you for those um, six needs. I really appreciate it. Okay. Hey, wait. Can I make one more? One okay. More okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Know know what you want. You have people have to know what they want out of a relation out of a relationship, or you have nothing to compare what shows up to. So get a good idea on what you want out of a relationship, one that will fulfill your needs and 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 in every way possible, and hold out until that shows up. Absolutely. Your belief. Hold out. It'll Absolutely. Come. It'll come. All you got to do is wait. And sometimes that's hard to do, especially if you're used to having a like uh, relationships back to back to back to back to back, you know. Or like I said in one of the shows, if there's a neediness in you, it's important that you get delivered from neediness, you know, um, so that you can be healthy, so that you can hold out, so that you can wait for the one, uh, for the type of relationship that is just right for you, the person that God has for you, the man or the woman that God has for you. You have to get to that place, you know, even if it's just a friendship. And when I say friendship, you know, like um, just uh, an everyday friendship. Even in friendship, sometimes you have to hold out and wait because it could be a lot of a lot of betrayal and dishonesty in friendships, you know, a lot of jealousy sometimes in just everyday old friendships. And so sometimes you have to just break everything down and say, wait a minute, you know, what? let's see what's not working and let's see what's working and let me now assess this and say, here's what I desire in life. And that goes to back, what do I want? And so if none of this matches up for what I want, I'm going to let it all go. And then I'm going to just wait for what I want for God to bring into my life, what it is that I truly desire in life. So thank you for that. Thank you. Okay. So I want to remind everybody once again, before I close, I want to thank you for um, joining. You have, uh, I'll wait about another minute or so. And so if you have a comment that you want to make, please press the, if you're on the phone line, please uh, press the number one. If not, we're going to go ahead and um, close out um, the show on this evening. Again, thank you so much for joining me this week. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you've been helped. I also want to say one thing. Um, I know a couple of people um, emailed me and asked me about uh, the notes because they were trying to take notes, and maybe I was uh, talking kind of fast or they weren't able to get some of the main points. And so if um, you would like to have some of the main points, if you would like for me to send you some of the main points, I'm going to need you to go to um, www.gingerlondon.com and actually uh, email me. So you can sign up as a um, 
e-club member or if you go to the contact page, it'll tell you how to contact me. And if you would email me your email address and say, you know, Minister London, please send me some of the basic information in your, uh, from your teaching this week. And then what I'll do is I'll type up something and then I'll send it out to everybody so that you can have it just in case you didn't um, t- get all the notes or you didn't or you missed some points uh, somewhere. Um, and I will um, uh, make sure that you get it. So, again, go to the website, www.gingerlondon.com. Um, either become an e-club member um, or really become an e-club member, but go to the contact page and send me an email and tell me that you would like um, the uh, the notes from um, or some of the notes or, or points from this week's teachings, and I'll make sure that, um, that I pull something together and I'll make sure that I'll send you some of the basic notes. Uh, from it, and again, also on the website, from what I was teaching on tonight, is in the uh, study manual, friend, foes, and fellow Christians. So if you look on the study manuals, you'll see that manual, and it's about relationships and how to get over um, past relationships and how to make good connections, a good relationship connection. So basically, when I talked about drops and I talked about the power of choice, I was teaching from the study manual, friends, foes, and fellow Christians. And so take a look at that. And uh, make your purchase and get your copy, and it would I would be greatly appreciate I would greatly appreciate that. So I want to thank you once again for uh, tuning in this week. Um, we're going to schedule some more shows uh, coming up, um, and uh, we'll post it on Facebook. And also, if you become an E Club member, you'll receive it in your personal or whatever emails that you sign up with, and so you'll know when the next one is coming up. And so what I may do is, since there was a lot of people on this call, we may do some more on relationships so that we can help people even more so in relationships. And so watch out for that. And so thank you so very much. Have a wonderful and blessed uh, weekend for all of those who are mothers on the call. Happy Mother's Day. If you if you um, uh, know someone who's not on the call, uh, be sure to say Happy Mother's Day to every mother that you know and uh, be a blessing to uh, her life. God bless you. This is Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for tuning in on tonight. God bless you.